Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jared Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. Hey, there we go. Colin, back for hunting part two. What's up, man? I'm back. Not a whole lot. Just, uh... Just got home. Well, just got home from work a little bit ago. So, well, just you said, jump on the podcast. <laughs> said, you said not a whole lot. But you sent me a picture of a deer yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So there's. I mean, that's. I got that going for me. Since our last, since our last podcast a week ago, Colin has another deer. Um. Well, deer season. Deer season's been open since October. Here, I haven't. I hadn't even deer hunted until. The beginning of last week, I started, I went on Monday and then I hunted pretty much every day, every evening last week. Okay. And then rifle season opened on Saturday. Mm. Um, I got invited to go to a new property that I'd never been to. And so I hunted that Saturday. Saw four, I think I saw four different bucks Saturday. Oh, nice. Little bucks, nothing crazy. Yeah. And then, um, one of the guys that was hunting out there shot one Saturday night. Okay. Uh, just two and a half year old eight pointer. Okay. And then I went, got, I got invited to go back Sunday and went back out there Sunday and sat for about 45 minutes and 10 pointer walked right underneath me. Like, That's awesome. I wish I would have had my bow. I wish it wasn't gun season. <laughs> well, yeah, how close did he get? Like less than six yards. Oh, he was like right under you. He was like, I could have spit on him. <laughs> Just, it's one of those things that like during, during gun season, yeah. they'll come within bow range. But if, it, if I would have had my bow, he would have been at like 50, you know, just right. like right outside. Just outside of range. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm tickled, man. It's, it's my biggest whitetail I've ever shot. So I'm well, congratulations, about man. It. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You sent me a picture of it. He looks like a nice right. deer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously you can be greedy and be like, Oh, I want to shoot a, a monster, but like, he's a nice, I think it's, you know, three-year-old deer, yeah. 10 pointer, like biggest one I've ever shot. Like I almost didn't shoot him and I'm like, hey, don't be greedy. Don't be a, like, don't do that. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm stoked. I was so, so excited. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, congratulations right. again, man. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. It's nothing. It's not. Whitetail hunting is not like exciting story time like Western hunting is, but it's still fun. It is. It is fun. I know. I miss. I want to. I need to see about getting into a stand or something out here. I do miss it. Um, It's just another way to hunt, but it's different and it's cool. I like it too. Yeah, it's different tactics for different seasons. Like you can. There's a place for it there's a time and place for it everywhere i think yeah. you could do it i mean heck you could elk you could elk or mule deer hunt in a stand if you had the right spot sure so yeah just gotta find that right spot oh speaking of stands did you guys ever because i think i left my uh saddle with you guys didn't i yeah you want it back well yeah i do want it back but did you guys ever get to use it or play with it oh we use it all the time came so i bought my own okay cam still uses yours and like the other day, he was like, I need to buy one. of the, I, He's like, I just need to break down and buy one. We're like fully invested in the saddle world, though. Like I ordered 
two different platforms this week. So I have three platforms like sticks. I bought a saddle. I've just been like experimenting with all of the different things. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love it. I haven't now I haven't hunted out of it yet. I've sat in it plenty of times and I've taken shots and practiced out of it. But, uh, I don't know the one season I had it, it just, it just never worked out where I was able to get out and yeah. So I've, I've never hunted in it yet, but, uh, I love the concept of it and I've, I, mean, I love what I've done with it so far. Yeah, no, they're, they're awesome. Like Cam shot, Cam shot two or three deer out of it. And oh, then really? I didn't shoot. I was in a stand on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Cam, oh, did Cam send you a picture of the buck he shot a couple weeks ago? Mm-mm. No, I never saw it. I'll have to ask him for it. Sure. I'll just ask yeah. him right. I'll ask him right now. Yeah. So Cam shot a buck this year out of it. And he shot a doe out of it last year. It's gotten, it's gotten some use. <laughs> that's but so funny need to need to get it back to you and you can you can get in a tree up there i'll get it when i come home for christmas right no i anymore i don't even like sitting in tree stands anymore like i would i took on saturday i wore my saddle in and i climbed these stands because they had stands in there right and it was super thick and he's like you're not going to be able to find a tree to to climb everything's too thick he said so I went in there, climbed up in their stand, and then set my platform and went another three feet up and hung in my saddle because they're just they're more comfortable. So like was, for me, they're better. Yeah, I was going to ask you how many times have you been out in a saddle so far? A lot. I yeah. bought so I bought my own last year. Okay. So I hunted all year in it last year, and then this year I've probably sat in it six or seven times. Okay. Um, just in the last week, like I hunted it quite a bit. But that's for me. Like I won't even go. I don't want to go back to a tree stand. Oh man, he, he just sent me. Uh, he just sent me the picture. That's a nice deer. Yeah, yeah. He shot that the week before gun season came in with his bow. Yeah, he's real nice. He's got some really big G ones. Yeah, we had this is the first good uh, good start to a deer season that me and Cam have had in a while. They had a couple dry years. Well, it just seems like it goes. It just goes that way too. I mean, it's just right place at the right time. <laughs> right. Yeah, we had. I mean, actually, I've had a lot of dry years when it comes to whitetail, but I I didn't hunt them for a while. Like I just looked at my Indian, my tag, my check-in thing, mm-hmm. and I checked one in in 2016, and then I didn't shoot another whitetail until 2021. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I haven't shot a buck. I haven't shot a white tail buck since probably 2014 or 2015. Like it's been a lot. It's been quite a while. Okay. Well, and, so, and I've only yeah. I've only shot one buck. So, and he was a he was a like, kind of a goofy seven pointer. Yeah, it's it's not it's not mule deer hunting. I would rather go out there, but it's still it still oh, does it for me. It's still fun. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, congratulations, you and your brother, and I gotta get my saddle back. <laughs> yeah, I was just going through some. You. I was just going through some hunting stuff, and um, yeah, if I found um, oh, what did you, the ledge? What did you call it? The the, the platform. platform. Yeah, yeah. I was just going through my hunting stuff. And I find it, I saw my platform, and then I was like, oh yeah, I gotta get my saddle back from Cam. I wonder if he's using it. But I'm happy he is, man. That's cool. Yeah, I'll press on him to buy his own and get yours back to you. I was like, he's just buying mine. He's already used to it. He's already killed deer with it. <laughs> right? 
He's already broken in for you. It's he already broken in. Away. Yeah, probably, it probably wouldn't even fit my ass anymore. It's all just formed to Cam's ass. I don't want it back. Stretched around Cam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. So you got to tell me about your deer hunt or your whole Wyoming experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, dude. Such a, I mean, just such a good year this year. Had a really good year. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I started, uh, I was a little late getting out there. The, the season opens October 1st. I was trying to get out a couple of days earlier to do some scouting. And, uh, man, the that storm in Florida, Ian came in. I mean, that's that's my time to start working. I mean, we, we, we you know, have the power distribution boxes for disaster and restoration companies. And, and uh, man, the orders just started coming in. And I didn't end up getting out of here until I think it was October 3rd, 4th. It was October 4th. I got there on the 5th. Uh, so I was a little late getting out there, but I just had, I had a bunch of orders I needed to fill and I needed to get things shipped down to Florida before I left. So a um, little late getting out there, but I really didn't miss anything uh, where we were at. They said it rained. The, the other guys that were hunting out there, uh, they said it rained every day. So I didn't, I didn't really miss too much. I guess the day that I got there was the first day that it, that it didn't rain. And, uh, so yeah, no, uh, I guess there'll be, I was, I was a little worried about not getting out there in time, but I guess I really didn't miss anything because of the, because of the rain. So yeah, ended up getting out there and then, um, yeah, next got up early the next morning, uh, sat on a high point glassed, uh, and just, just sat there all day. Um, didn't see anything though. I was a little, I was a little discouraged. Didn't see anything because I could see for, I mean, quite a ways. Had the tripod, uh, tripod up and uh, and and just looking around, but didn't see anything. Came back and then so the next day, uh, next day was I went out that morning and again didn't see anything. And I ended up uh, coming back for lunch. Just came back to the camp and then I decided I was like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go look for an antelope. And so went driving around. And, um, ended up seeing about 50, there's about 15 of them. Uh, it was about there about a mile away and, or no, they weren't a mile. They were about, they were about a half a mile away. And I, I was looking at them. I could tell there was a buck in the group and, uh, I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to get, get closer to him. So I went up over the, over the next hill and parked the car and I uh, started coming around and just kind of working, working the ridges, working the valleys, you know, same, making sure I stay out of sight. Well, when I got to where they were, they're not there anymore. So I'm, I went up to the kind of next high point, started looking around. I ended up finding them again. They were about another half mile away. And uh, so started my, you know, making my way over there again. And uh, I ended up crawling on my belly like the last that I was going up to the, this, this, just this little just this little ridge and uh so i was just on my belly for about 50 yards and just got over just to where i could see over it and uh saw the buck he was nice and i was able to to get a shot off he was 250 yards and um got a shot off and hit him perfect right. double lung and he went maybe maybe 50 yards and tipped over and yeah i had uh had an antelope down and then when i got up there dude a like a big antelope for me anyway and for that ranch a big antelope um i mean his bases i couldn't get my hand around his bases 
uh you know he was he was real really? thick the prong his prongs came up real high and uh and he was just over 14 inches so i mean he was just he he and there's you know i mean and you've seen antelope i mean they're small this this guy was like the size of a whitetail i mean he was uh really yeah yeah he was a big goat so yeah ended up getting him getting him on the ground and then um and he was we were only maybe 300 yards from the road so ended up just just dragging him over to the road and then picked him up in the car and took him back to camp hung up and and then um yeah next next day went hunting i mean just we kind of i went out with the with the other group of guys and um just because they have they have the the ATV or the UTVs, they have a side by side. So I just ended up getting jumping in with them, just rode around with them for the day, um, and then ended up you know getting butchering my my antelope. And because I always I take a vacuum pack with me and a freezer, and so just butchered him in the afternoon. And uh, yeah, got him on the freezer, and then I don't know went out. I went out one morning looking for a deer, and I saw some. Now I, now at this point now I've guess i should i guess i could back up a little bit so when i was out with those guys in the side by side he ended up shooting a, a pretty decent fork and i had okay. uh the, oh you know we went out and i had a i had a fork that was maybe 50 yards away from me where we were glassing and i could see him he was bedded i could see where he was bedded down uh but i couldn't tell how or i couldn't i was trying to see if anything was with him and so I could see him. I knew where he was bedded down. So I ended up getting the wind right, came up behind him. And then I kind of just, I was just leaning up in some rocks and I just tossed a rock his way. And it was enough to get him to stand up and look around. He couldn't, he was looking in my direction, but he didn't, he didn't see me. And he just kind of, he just kind of trotted off. But I was waiting to see if anything was going to stand up with him that I couldn't see. Uh, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't see anything. So he was just a small fork. I let him, I let him walk. And then um, later that day, uh, there was a, there was some, after, after uh, my buddy shot his, I heard the shot and then watching the deer started, the rest of the deer started coming my way. And I had a, there were two, there's probably at least a three by three, if not a four by four. And, uh, and they were, there was two of them. I'm sorry. There was two of them, a three by three and a four by four that came and they were about 125 yards away from me. And I had them in the scope. And it was just like, man, it just wasn't the, it wasn't the deer that I was looking for this year, you know? So, yeah let, let them walk um and then uh and then the next morning i went out and again saw some saw some smaller bucks but nothing nothing to get excited about and came back to camp and and then uh asked those guys where they were hunting and i decided i was like well i'm gonna head out on the on the public land and glass the glass the north side of the butte and man i went out there went up to the, went up to a high point, pulled my binoculars up and, and man, I, I, in like five seconds, I saw these two white patches on a black rock. And I was like, Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't look right. That looks out of place. That, that might be yeah, a deer head a and, a, and a neck, you know? And, uh, yeah, it did not belong. And, you know, and I've, and I've watched these deer enough. Now they, uh, they love, they love laying in the shade. And so that was kind of what I was looking for first, and that and that's 
it was a big rock in the shade and uh i was like that I, that might be a deer so i ended up coming back because i was i was almost 900 yards away at that point and uh so i kind of backed down that hill and worked my way around to the kind of the next vantage point and that would have been that would have put me like at just over 500 yards and uh, i pulled up the binos and i could see a rack from over 500 yards and i was like oh, okay like this is this is a nice deer um yeah so i got I, I was i was getting pretty excited about it and uh and now i'm just looking around at the terrain and i can you know he's looking he was looking straight east i was on the north side and uh it was pretty open there wasn't a whole lot of cover between between me and him so i mean i had to work kind of around the back side of these little hills but once i got around to the back side i was wide open until i could get to the next one and uh so from there i i worked out and got down on my hands and knees and crawled for probably about 100 yards and just kept just going slow kept glassing watching him making sure that he's not looking my way and because uh, i was coming up at like a, a 90 degree angle to him and so i'm just going i'm just going slow and the whole time in my head man i'm just thinking to myself i'm like i'm like just no like no shortcuts we're gonna we're gonna go slow we're gonna make sure you know do everything right we're not we're not gonna rush this at all and yeah. so i just i just crawled and i just went slow. i knew i had plenty of time it was only like three o'clock in the afternoon he wasn't going anywhere and um just went slow got to the next point and uh i pulled my gun up on him and I was 300, I was about 360 yards away. And I pulled the gun up and all I could see was his, was his neck. And so, so to be, there was no way I was going to get a broadside shot. Cause basically the way, the way that I was approaching, I was approaching him from his rear. And then, so he was laid up against the rock and then looking out over his shoulder. And all I could see was his neck. And I, I was looking at it and then I, kind of looked around I was like is, is there anywhere I can get closer and there was this kind of like little rock outcropping another 200 yards up and uh I don't know man I just uh, I feel I mean I'm comfortable taking taking that shot and uh and the you know the wind was right but I don't know just something about it was like I think I can get closer like I want to I want to try to get closer and, and then yeah. I knew like if I could get inside 200, like this, is, this is done. This is a, you know, that's, that's a chip shot. And, uh, so I, I backed out and again, man, just got out like between my hands and my knees and my belly had to go 200 yards. And I probably took about, Oh, let me I actually, actually before, before that. So I came, I came off, I came off that knob and before I could start going to 200, I, from the, uh, from the West, there was three does that were coming my way and I was, I was watching them and they were, they came off of this other butte and they were coming my way and kind of like the way that the trails were on the, on the North side of this butte, I knew that they would run up and they were going to run right in front of my buck. And I'm like, no, I don't want that to happen. So I kind of, I, I backed out a little farther to get, to get out of view. And then I ran like straight towards them and then started basically just doing jumping jacks, just like, hey, like, I'm here. Don't come over here. And uh, 
and they, oh, they all stopped, stared at me, turned straight north and took off. And I was like, okay, good. And then right after that, I see these two hunters because I'm on the public and uh, I see these two hunters coming up over, over the butte that they must have kicked those does off of. And I, and actually like looking back at it, I didn't, I didn't even know why, like they were, they were walking with the wind at their back. So I didn't, I mean, I don't, I don't understand that. So anybody like, anybody, I guess anybody listening, you know, the wind is the pretty much the very first thing you think about when you're going to hunt or approach, approach an animal or whatever. You always want to make sure the wind's in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Wind's got to be in your face. There's a lot of people that don't, you know, there's a lot of people that don't consider that. So those guys could just be out looking and they're like, oh, well, let's check out over this butte. And then instead of like walking around it, pop it over the top, they're just going to go straight to the top. They went, they went straight to the top skyline themselves and had the wind at their back. And I was just like, oh, no. And these guys are like coming. They're, they were probably maybe, maybe six, 700 yards away. So I'm like, okay, I need to like kind of do this fast, but like I need to make sure I, you know, don't make any mistakes either. And um, so at that, so yeah, after yeah. I pushed those deer off to the north, then I got, I got back down and, and, uh, and I started crawling that 200 and just kept eyes on him. And just, just go and slow. And every once in a while, I'd be like, I think I can get up and, you know, just duck down and go. And I was like, no, no shortcuts. Like, do not, do not mess this up, man. And um, ended up getting, getting to the, those rocks that I wanted to. And yeah, 185 yards. I made a little, so the, the sun was going down behind him. And uh, it was kind of, it was kind of in my scope, reflecting in my scope. So I was waiting, I was just going to wait for the sun to go down. And uh, so I made a, a front rest, just kind of piled some rocks up on a front rest. I was using my bino harness for a, re- a rear rest. I was completely solid and uh, ended up a big cloud came through, blocked out the sun. And I was able to, to squeeze off a, a shot and just hit him perfect. I mean, right where I was aiming, right on his neck. And uh, oh, it was it was it was awesome, man. It was, it was awesome. Well, and I guess even just like, you know, I had time to just sit there and, and just look at him and watch him. And, and he was just staring, you know, just staring straight, straight East and just this rack that just went out and up. And, uh, and I, I think I sent you a picture of the knob that he was on and you could see his rack in the, yeah. like you could see his rack just standing out in the picture. And that was from, you know, I think that was from like, that was from 500 yards. That was from the 500 yards away. And you could see his rack that easy. Yeah. And uh, so, so I had time, I had time and I was just watching him and that cloud rolled through and I squeezed the shot off and, and, uh, you know, got the scope back on him just in time to see him. He, he kind of, he kind of, you know, came out of his bed, but fell straight down the, straight down the butte about 20, like only 20 feet. And, uh, you know, I saw, I saw one, a leg kick and dude, it was done, you know, it was over and it was just the. Oh, it was just, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. I just, I know I remember I rolled over on my back and was just like fist pumping the air and just celebrating. And then, uh, dude, it was, it was great. And I, it was like, I mean, I mean, everything, everything, how it worked out too. But, it, but for me, like out of all of the ways you can, you can hunt and, and do things, man, to, to spot him, to find him bedded down, I think is, is a huge challenge right there just to find a deer yeah. bedded down. And, uh, you know, it's like found him and then to put a stalk on him 
and get within inside 200 yards, that's a, that's a whole nother, I mean, that's a whole nother level of, of difficulty to get that close. And for him just to, I mean, had no idea I was there, you know, just made it all the way in, made it inside 200. He wasn't spooked at all. He wasn't, you know, so many times, well, even with those antelope, you know, it's like they knew something was yeah. up, but they didn't know what, you know, this guy, he had no clue, no clue. He was just in his own element, just in his zone. And, uh, and then to make that, that shot to the neck and, and to have it all over, you know, in, in less than 10 seconds. I mean, it was just, yeah, dude, it could, I mean, it couldn't have gone any better. That That is the, that is like no, my a- perfect hunt. Yeah, it's exactly what you want. It's exactly what you're looking for. And like, you couldn't really ask for it to be better. Now this, that's the longest, uh, it's taken you to fill that tag since yeah. you've been hunting Wyoming, isn't it? It is. Well, it is. And that's because I'm, I get a little trigger happy. I get a little excited. And this year yeah. I really forced myself to, uh, that, I mean, I'm just like, no, no, like you're, wait wait and find something you know that that's really cool and uh yeah i mean i i had like i had four i think i had four bucks in my scope this year and didn't squeeze didn't pull the trigger on any of them you know until i found that one but yeah in years past i mean i I usually fill my tag if not the first day the second day and yeah yeah i mean i just get excited in the first year i see i kind of yep he's good you know, and almost like, uh, almost to a fault, you know, that saying like, don't pass up on the first day, what you would shoot on the last day kind of thing. Is that the, that's yeah. 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 Don't pass up on the first day what you shoot on the last day. And, and I think I, I think I really, I played that, I played that saying in my head too much <laughs> the first, the first couple of years I went out there and this <laughs> year I was just like, no, I'm just not, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to look. And I really wanted to find something cool. And, uh, and I did, he, he was, oh, uh, and then it, as far as like how big he was, he was one of the biggest deer that have come off the ranch. They said, and, uh, I mean, his spread, yeah, 25 inch really? spread and dude, just, just a big, big deer i know we we were able to get the side by side right up to him because the the public land that we were on it was blm so it was the the ranch that leased it and um we ended up getting the side by side right up to him and and uh yeah the first time that we tried to pick him up to put him in the back we missed and (laughs) he was a little heavier than we were expecting and we had to had to try again man you you should have seen me get this buck into the back of my van by myself. <laughs> oh, I did. I send you the van picture. No, I didn't see a van picture. No, I don't think I did. Oh, if I, I don't know. Will this, will this audio still go if I back out of this? Well, you can try it. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right. Yeah. This is gold. You're going to love it. <laughs> So I've been driving the van. I still have my van. You've seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, coming your way. For me to get this deer in the back of that van by myself, it's about tailgate height. Yeah. Dude, I had two two ratchet straps on the roof from the roof rack, and I had one strap (laughs) on one leg and one on the other, and I was ratchet strapping them up. So I got... But 
up onto the there's like a slide i have a drawer slide that pulls out so i had his butt up on the slide the picture and then just I came bear through. hugged him and like and they flopped it up in there <laughs> <laughs> is that not the greatest picture? you're like a man of innovation absolutely Here, oh, gonna, dear. I, I got one more coming yeah he's he's big man he looks even bigger in that picture and cam was like Cam goes, you're only 20 minutes from home. Why don't you just call me? <laughs> I got to came and helped you. I was like, yeah, but by the time you got there, like you, I was you in, the, had it in done. a public, well, and I was in a public road where I was trying to load him up because I didn't want to drag him any farther. And it was just like where I could access that I could park on this road. Yeah. But I'm like, not that many people drive down this road, but I did not want like a bunch of people just coming in and out while I'm sitting there just twiddling my thumbs. So I'm like, I'm just going to get it. And it probably took me, I bet it took me every bit of 20 minutes to get it in there. Yeah. If I would have just called him while I was dragging the deer out, he would have been, been there by the time I got to the road. But I don't know. I did it myself. Oh yeah. Here's the, uh, here's your other picture. Oh my gosh. Dude, it was, it was a mess. Dude, you're hilarious. If I would have had like, if I would have had like a come along, it would have been fine, but all I had was ratchet straps. Well, so I'm just like, yes, yeah, so like anybody listening, I'm like, I'm looking at this picture and it's, you've got the hind legs of the deer wrapped up to a ratchet strap that's coming off the roof of the van and hey, you got it. You did it. I wish you, I wish you could <laughs> post pictures with the podcast because that picture is honestly like the, the one in the back of the van, I'm not even in it. That's my favorite picture of this whole hunt. <laughs> It's good, my, man. I, I got a buddy. I got a buddy who builds and sells camper vans like that. He didn't build mine, but he, I sent him that, and he goes, "Man, can I put that on my website? Like, <laughs> I want to put that picture on my website." I'm like, "You can do whatever you want with it." Oh, yeah. Can you build a camper van for hunting? You're like, "Yes, you can." Here, let me show you. Let me show you one. I, you you want to now? If I build another one, it's going to have a winch on the roof. <laughs> and like a like little a, like arm. A swing out arm ex- with a pulley. Yeah. 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 Swing out arm and you can winch a deer or whatever up and set it on that drawer and then push the drawer in. Just push like in. It, everything else worked great. Like it was super easy. I put it on that drawer slide and then I just pushed it in yeah. and closed the doors. And then when I got home, I pulled the drawer out and me and Cam both grabbed a side and like lifted the deer off. It was super easy once I had help. Which, yeah. <laughs> once, once Cam was there to grab half of it. Yeah. And the, and then my boss was like, you know, you could have came and borrowed my truck. Like you, <laughs> you, we have a work truck. You could take it and put a deer. You don't have to put a deer inside your van. I'm like, ah, I put plastic down. <laughs> But yeah, you're like, like, you're like, then I wouldn't have the story in a picture of a deer in the van. So, yeah, I I more or less did it for the picture. Well, that was like, that was like one year, I think it might have been two years ago, right? I was leaving the ranch and had an antelope tag and uh, spotted some as I was, because I was just going to run into town for, I don't know for what, but I was going to run into town, be right back kind of thing. And, um, ended up spotting some and I, and I shot one and put it in the back of the, of the CRV and then my Honda CRV that I had out there. And I put it in the back of it and drove back up to the, up to camp. And it's like, they're like, you're back already. And I was like, no, I shot an antelope. And they're like, cool, let's go get it. I was like, I already got it. They're like, where? 
I put it, I put it in the back of the, of the CRV. And, uh, yeah, he was... I got a picture of that. I'll send it to you. Well, dude, I probably already did. You've probably dude, seen I, it. I think it was like... You did it last year, didn't you? Or no. It was last was, year. It was two years you ago. You shot a different one on your way out last year. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I did. I'm sure I've seen it. Yeah. But that was fun. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's similar. I... Any of my vehicles, I don't, I honestly, if I drive it, it's probably pretty, like, I work out of it anyways. Last year, we were bow hunting and Cam shot a coyote. Okay. And he's like, I think I want to, he said, I want to get it the fur done. I don't know yeah. what I'm going to do with it, but I want the fur done. And, but I drove us hunting and I have a little Audi SUV. Like, it's not super nice, but like, still a decent, like, yeah, nice car. And... He's like, what should we do? I was like, I just throw it in the back. <laughs> we'll just put a, there's a, tr- I said, we'll just lay, I think I had a trash bag or I, plastic something. I was yeah. like, just throw it on there. <laughs> oh, my car stunk so bad. <laughs> like just a coyote in the back of an SUV. And we had a 30 minute drive home. And I'm like, well, you don't have to leave it here. Like, let's just throw it in there. <laughs> Coyotes smell the worst too. Dude, they're so bad. <laughs> oh. Oh, I actually, I had something else kind of, so, well, two things, two things I want to tell you about. Um, one is, I guess first we'll, we'll start here with, with, um, with butchering. So I've, I've, oh, I was going to say a lot, but I've probably four, four or five times like deboned in the field and packed everything up, put it on a pack and carried it out yeah. that way, you know, just carried the meat out. Uh, this year we were able to, you know, pick up both of my animals and hang them. And then, uh, you know, and, and butcher them from there. But me, you know, what I found, cause I guess the way that, the way that, you know, usually I see people do it is, you know, you start, you, you, you skin it, you know, take the back straps, take the shoulders off and then pretty much they just cut the hind quarters and then take the whole, the whole hind quarter with the bone in it and put it on a table and butcher it from there. Yeah. Dude, I started kind of using like the deboning technique while it was hung, while it's hung up. So like, okay. like basically like when I got, when I got done with mine, it's the whole animal still hanging, but there's, it's just, it's just bones. And I just think it was up, easier. It, it absolutely was. And even I was with, uh, you know, with one of the other hunters and, uh, he was helping me with mine and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try, I'm going to try this. And, um, cause I kind of did it last year, but like not really, but kind of And this year I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to try this. And, uh, dude, it worked so well that when he shot his, he, he did it that same way. Just huh. deboned it right off the, right off of the, um, the gambrel. And, uh, it worked out. I don't know. It just worked out really well. Cause I mean, you just use the, the gravity right there just to take the, that hind quarter off and, hmm. Yeah, it worked out really well. I wish I would have talked well. to you yesterday. <laughs> well, because I always, for me, like you get that big hind quarter, you know, and usually you got some plastic wrapped down on your table or something, and that that thing's just, it's just sliding around and, and flopping, and it's it's yeah. it's big to keep turning over and turning over, and there's no gravity pulling on anything. It's, it, like I said, it was it was uh, that was that was something that I think I don't know why I won't do it like every time like that. But yeah, I just deboned it right off the game. Well, you know what? 
it makes sense. So I have a buddy who they debone all their elk. So if there's three of them, two guys will be cutting them up, and then one guy will be deboning it while they're while they're cutting. So okay. But what they do is they hang the quarters. So basically, uh, they'll hang it from the hoof. Yep. And cut it as it's hanging. So it's the same benefit, but I think with that, you can spin it. So like say you just slice this side and then you just spin it and like you can work the whole thing around the entire quarter so it's like your it's like both methods combined yeah but they do it that way but they're in the field right yeah they do it they do it so yeah the the elk's on the ground but then you can hang the quarter and use the gravity and i mean i'm sure they don't think that far into it it's just like somehow became the way to get it done the way you you know i mean what yeah once you do it it's like wow that was really easy and you, you know and you got this just this big chunk of meat so um that was one thing that was one thing i wanted to do, wanted to to tell you about and then the the other thing so you know we were hunting on on public land so those two hunters that i said that i saw come up and over so after i shot my deer we ended up seeing them uh when we were on our way out and uh and talking with them and they were some there were some young kids from minnesota i'm gonna say young kids i'm gonna say you know probably early 20s and uh you know from minnesota the first time they came out you know hunting hunting out west and uh i guess long story short they ended up coming up to the house the next day and said that they had had shot a deer and wanted to get permission to come on the ranch if you know to look for it and uh and, you know, they say, you know, that's fine. Yeah, go find your deer. And I was like, you know, I'll head out. I'll go out and help you guys. So I was out there walking around with them. And, and uh, you know, it, and I think this is kind of, this could be a, you know, kind of a lesson. Because I'm not trying, I'm not trying to rag on these guys. But, you know, it could be a lesson to coming out west, you know, from from the Midwest. Anybody that's coming out kind of for the, for the first time or so. But, you know, so we, we get there. I was like, so where was the last place you saw the deer? You know, he's like, I saw him right here, you know, on this ridge. He went over. I was like, okay. So we start looking from there. We don't, we can't find, I mean, don't see a deer, can't find any blood. And uh, so I was like, okay. I was like, well, tell, take me back to where, you know, where you saw him standing. And he's like, or I was like, how do you know you hit it? That's why I said, I said, how do you know you hit him? And he said, well, I, I saw blood. I was like, okay, take me back to where the blood was. Can't find, he can't find the spot where the blood is. I was like, well, take me back to where you pulled the trigger. Where did you shoot from? And dude, after about like 20 minutes of walking up and down and, and looking you know, he's just like, man, everything looks the same. I, I don't know. And so, it's, I mean, at, at that point, it's I mean, pretty much like, I, I can't really help you locate anything because yeah. like, we don't know, we don't know where, we don't know where you shot from. We can't find blood. We don't know where the deer was standing. And, um, but, you know, it's like as we're, you know, as we're walking in, as I'm asking questions, you know, it's like, I was like, I was like, and you're sure you hit him? You you did see blood. And he's like, yeah, and he was limping. And I was like, he was limping. He's like, yeah, because I think I hit him pretty far back and he was, he was limping. And I'm like, well, how far was the shot? And he's, I, he said like maybe a hundred, hundred yards or something. And I was like, and you hit him in the back? And he's like, well, he was running. And I'm like, Okay. Uh, and you know so it's and i and i know these you know these guys you know got excited and this you know see this deer and he's running and they pull the trigger and they hit him they hit him in the the hindquarters i'm guessing and 
you know, we never did, never did find it. And who knows how far it could have, you know, it, it could have still been alive that morning, you know, he got, he might, he might've not actually ever found blood too. He could have yeah. just said that because he felt bad that you were out there. Yeah. He, yeah, it could have, you know? could have been, but it was just, you know, to me, it was, I, I kind of, before I left, I, I, was, I, was, I wasn't trying to like lecture him, but at the same time, I was like, I was like, guys, I was like, you know, you're, you're out here for the first time, you know, you're excited. I get it. I was like, but you know, we got, we got to be more responsible out here. You know, it's, it's, it's to me is, you know, one, if you're, if you're going to take a shot, you know, let's, let's make sure it's a good shot first. That's the very first thing we're going to do is we're going to make sure that it's a, it's a ethical, you know, it's a shot that we can make and it's going to be an ethical kill and, you know, no, no issues there. We're going to, we're going to take a good shot. And we're going to know, I was like, and then you're going to, the next thing you're going to do, because they all have on, on X maps. I was like, the next thing you're going to do is mark a waypoint where you shot. I was like, yeah. then if you can see the deer, like, that's fine. Then go there and, and mark your next waypoint. If you can't, then you find blood. And if you find blood, you put another waypoint and you mark, you know, you mark that. And, uh, and you know, kind of walking them through that. And I, and I just told him, I said, I said, you know, I go, you think about it like this, guys. I said, uh, I said, you know, you've got you got this deer on the run, you know, and you want to, you guys want to harvest a deer. I get it. I said, but, but look what happened. We made a bad shot and now we're taking the next day tracking all over this place, you know, looking for, looking for a deer. I go, guys, that deer is not going to go anywhere. If you would, if you would have just held tight, let it, let it go, see where it went. You could have came back today and hunted. I was like, that deer might instead, have stopped in fifty yards, and it might, yeah, it may have done that too. But it's just like, you know, but if you if you take those kinds of shots, you know, one we got a wounded animal that's that's terrible. You know, we're not going to recover it. You're going to waste an extra day because now you're looking for it instead of hunting. It's just like there isn't. I mean, the only good scenario is like you pull off a hail mary and and hit it perfect. And and at the same time, like I say this, I do know guys that can shoot on the run. Like I I know I know there's I know guys that can, and uh you know and those guys kill a lot of coyotes on the run before they ever took a shot at a deer on the run. You know, these yeah. these kids weren't those kids. I'm not that guy. I would I would never but take a shot on the run. Here here's that though. Those guys aren't consistently shooting shooting them in the shoulder. Like, can guarantee you that they can hit a deer exactly where they're aiming while it's running. They might kill a lot of deer that way. There's still a risk to it. Yes, I there's mean, still a risk. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and like last year, we were hunting in Ohio, and this is a similar but totally also totally different situation. I had a buddy we were doing deer drives and I had a buddy shoot a deer and it was running. It ran past another buddy, another yeah. friend. He shot it on the run again because it had already been shot. Okay. So yeah, I right. think a follow-up shot, much different situation than like a, a beginning, you know, this first shot hundred percent because that deer is now already wounded you might as well if you have the opportunity to shoot it again shoot again um yeah but like if he would have taken that first because i'll be honest the guy that took the follow-up shot he hit him in the butt okay so like it uh, you know 
the, a rear end shot is deadly because of femoral artery, but like you don't want to, you don't do it on purpose no. unless you live in Texas. So, <laughs> you know, if, yeah. that, yeah, yeah. if that guy would have, you know, if he would have done that out the gate, it's like, come on, man. Like maybe you shouldn't have done that. But since it was a follow-up shot, everybody's like, yeah, glad you did it. Right. So it's like a, well, on a, a follow-up. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's different. But yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. I, it, it was just, uh, I mean, I hope those, I hope those guys come back, but at the same time, and I hope they, hope they kind of learned a, a lesson from it too. And you could tell, yeah. they, you could tell they felt bad, but it's, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think those are some hard lessons to learn, but so much of hunting is just patience. Just, yeah. if it's not right, it's not right. Don't rush it. Don't, don't try to force it. It's, you know. Yeah. It's, I missed two years ago. I missed a mule deer here in Colorado. And it was a, it was a spar shot. It was like three fifty maybe. Okay. And I missed him. I shot right over his back. Okay. And, he ran probably another 50 or 75 yards and stopped again. But instead of taking another shot, I'm like, first of all, there's deer all around him. So I don't want to shoot and actually hit a doe. Yeah. Second of all, he's 400, over 400 yards. Now I don't feel comfortable with how far that shot is. So I either have to get closer and shoot again, or it's not going to happen. And he ended up, he left trotted off left the public and went on to private and it's like well i'm i'm not mad at myself for not taking the follow-up shot because i didn't feel comfortable with how far it was right and i i think that's big too is like if you if you're not comfortable with it don't just don't do it like if it if you think twice maybe there's a reason yeah and then if and if you and if it's something that you need to work on then you come back the you know in the off season and you go to the range and you you figure yeah. it out but, yeah, if I want to if I want to go out west and take 500 yard shots, well, I better be really good at 700 before I start taking 500. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, like I know I know you can shoot a rifle farther, way farther than I can comfortably shoot a rifle, because you practice a lot more than I do, and you're you know you're proficient at it. I I have I, yeah I have practice now even, but like even shooting out to seven eight hundred nine hundred i mean you, you can i mean i can do it and i can hit plates and you know but at an animal it's so different it's so different yeah, and, and i've yeah. kind of i've kind of i mean there's and there's so many other you know uh i'll say variations but you know other other variables you know when you're taking those those farther shots now the farthest shot i've taken is 480 and no i shouldn't say that it was 560 on an antelope and then the and then my of uh, my farthest deer was 480, but on both of those, I mean I was I was laying prone. I had a front rest. I had a rear rest. The I knew what the wind was doing. You know, one the wind was in my face, so that wasn't a problem at all. The other one, it was coming left to right, just a little bit, not much. And the wind's really I mean inside 500, the wind's not going to do too much unless it's unless it's blowing you know real hard. But it's not going to affect it too much inside 500, um, you know. But both of those times, I felt very, very good, very comfortable, you know, taking those shots. Now, at the same time, that deer this year, I had him at 365, and I had the crosshairs on his neck, and I just didn't like it. I, I didn't. I don't. What for whatever yeah. reason, I was just like, I don't. I just don't like this shot. And then that was when I I saw those rocks that were a little closer, and and ended up making my way to those. Um, 
But I mean, if you were to ask me, I mean, is a 360 yard shot doable? Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. I can I could take that shot. But for whatever reason, I just didn't I didn't like it in that situation. Yeah. And uh, and so, you know, didn't I didn't take it and I and I, I changed it, got yeah. closer and, and, you know, did it that way. But no, I, I agree with you. I mean, you, you, you have to feel comfortable. And if you don't, then don't take it. Don't take the shot if you're not comfortable. Yeah. It's just not worth it. Yep, fully so, agree. So, well, before we before we get off here, I got to tell you, I earned my cowboy hat this year. So did you? Yep, yep. Now this is this is just like my own my own I guess personal game that I play with myself. But you know, I go out west and I see these guys in the in the boots and the belt buckles and the hats, and and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. But then I'm like, but I don't want to be an imposter. Like I'm like yeah. So. So I was talking, I was talking to Gene and I'm like, all right, Gene, I was like, what do, what do I got to do to earn a cowboy hat? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I don't, I don't want to be an imposter. Like, what do I got to do? And uh, he goes, well, we're moving cows tomorrow. He goes, I was going to wait for, for Billy to get off work and help me. He's like, but if you can help me move cows, he goes, I think that'll earn you a cowboy hat. So so we did we did I ended up helping him move cows we we took them from one pasture and oh we probably went through six or seven other pastures we ended up going two and a half miles total did you do it with a uh, horse or were you in UTVs no we were we were in UTVs and uh and then I had we had the dog helping which that that dog is amazing I mean, well and Dude, it's working oh working dogs are the wildest things to watch in the world it was it was so much fun. I mean, he would just you just point and that thing would take off and get the cows moving and and then every once in a while some cow would challenge it and try to stomp on its head and it didn't care and then nip at it some more and <laughs> it was just something. Dude, it was something those to dogs, watch. Those dogs are so impressive. Yeah, but I I love that how you said earn your cowboy hat. I've I want to be a cowboy hat person so bad. Like <laughs> I wish. I wish I could wear one, but I, it's always like, I'm not there. I haven't done anything yeah. to allow me to wear a cowboy hat out in public because somebody would look at me and be like, oh, are you a cowboy? And be like, no, I've never really done anything. Like, I've never done cowboy, never stuff. Done cowboy stuff. But, but now you can be like, yeah, I've helped. I've helped. I've moved cattle. I've, I've done moved. a cattle drive in Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. It was part of the right. cattle drive. That's all. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, earn my cowboy hat, and then uh, if I can get back out there in May, uh, they they invited me back for the branding in May. So I'll see if I can get out there for that. That would be a lot of fun. Oh. Yeah, dude, you gotta go. Yeah, I would. I've always wanted to go to one. I might. You might have to see if I, old your buddy Colin can come brand some cattle. <laughs> I think. I, bet, I think that would be so cool. I think I think we could work that out. I thought we could. And then when I was leaving, when I was coming home, um, you know, there's one highway that runs north and south, and I end up I'm, I'm going down that highway, and dude, it's just a wall of cows coming towards me. Like I, I made a turn, and it was just a wall of cows, and I'm like, okay, I was like, I think I just have to turn around now. I don't think I don't know what. I, well, honestly, I don't know what like the proper etiquette is in that situation. Like, do you do they go around you? Or Who I don't has know the right away. Yeah, I don't Who know has the right away in that situation. But it was, I mean, from like across the entire road, two lane highway, not two, I guess two two lanes, one one way, one way, and 
two total <laughs> I'm trying to explain two lane highway two total <laughs> lanes and then like the ditches and then you know fences for the pastures and it was just a wall of cows all the way across and they were probably 10 15 deep I mean just a <laughs> wall and I'm like, did you try? So you didn't even try and drive through them. You just turned around. Uh, yeah, I just stopped. I stopped and I kind of looked and I was like, I don't know what I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Uh, I'm just going to turn around and go the long way. And so, yeah, I just turned around and went went back and yeah, went like way around and I then got it. back on the highway. Yeah. So I don't know what the, I don't know what proper etiquette is in that situation. Do you if you just like they go around you or I just turned around? I don't know. You you probably did the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, I don't want to get in this mess. Here's here's one to think about, Jarrett. If that branding is in May, I'll meet you in Wyoming. We'll go turkey hunting. We'll try and shoot some turkeys in Wyoming. We'll go brand cattle. We'll do it we all turkey hunting in May. Uh, maybe. maybe in Wyoming you might be able. To oh, did I tell you that, that might be a little late though. I don't know. Well, so we were just saying, like, since our last podcast, you shot a deer. I drew a javelina tag in Arizona. What, oh, is that like a January thing? Yeah, yeah. I go out there. I just booked my tickets today. I go out the 18th to the 24th, January. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll be, be in, I'll be in Arizona, and uh, my so I have an uncle that lives there, and yeah, he's like, he's like, dude, put in for javelina tag. He goes, they're fun. It's you know, go. I guess we, uh, so we're going to, we're, wherever we end up, we're going to set up a base camp and, and hang out for four days and we're going to glass and glass and glass and hopefully we can find some. And then if we do, it's a, it's a stalk on foot with your bow right up to him. And he, he said, it's fun as hell. That'll be a lot of fun. Is that the same uncle that came bear hunting with you? Yeah. Yeah. My uncle Brad. Yep. Okay. Yep, same one. So, gotcha. yeah, I'm going to go to Arizona. and But, yeah, I put in for that tag. Uh, well, right before I left for Wyoming in October, I put in for the tag. But, yeah, I ended up drawing drawing the Arizona Havelina tag. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I had a buddy. I've had a couple friends that go, they'll do like a January hunt, like a coos deer, and they'll mix something else in it. And then oh, they yeah. said it's so much fun down there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it should be a good time. So That's cool, man. Well, dude, I think that unless you got any other questions for me, I think that pretty much covers that covers my hunt. I came back with a full freezer, and I have two shoulder mounts getting done. And yeah, dude, I had a. I mean, my Are biggest you antelope shoulder mounted. Well, yeah. So yeah, I decided to. Um, I usually I just do the European mount. I mean, that's or not even a European mount. I guess they just call it skull clean and just get yeah, it hanging on the wall, and. uh Man, it was, I had the, I had Gene and then, um, one of the other guys that was there, I mean, they were like, are you going to get that, that deer mounted? Well, first was my antelope. Like you get that antelope mounted. And I was like, ah, I don't know. Like if you're going to mount one, that would be the one to do it. I mean, he was, you know, just thick and high prongs and, and, uh, so I'm like, I'm like, you think so? And they're like, yeah, they're like, I, I would get it mounted for sure if it were mine. And then I came back with that deer and they're like, Oh, you're definitely shoulder mounting. You're getting that shoulder mounted. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they're like, oh no, you're yes, that's the one. They're like, 
you may never see another deer that big out here ever. They're like, that's yeah. You might you might not be allowed to go back and hunt with them if you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. It's like it's like almost disrespectful at this point. Like you didn't get that deer mounted. <laughs> are you are you gonna be able to put that in your house? I don't think so. I don't think so. Might, but might be shop mounts. They yeah they're they. And that and that would be fine. That's not a problem at all that we can bring them to the right. office. But uh, yeah, I mean, my so I wasn't I wasn't ever supposed to have a European mount in the house. You know, there's no antlers or anything. And then uh, I ended up getting getting by with those. Like they they came in the house and they've stayed. And yeah. and then somehow like sheds became cool on oh uh, I don't like like on a on a a girl decorative level like sheds became cool to where then Jackie comes up to me. And she's like, she's like, Hey, do you have any, can you get any of these? Like I was, or she was going to buy some, she was going to buy some sheds online. And I was like, Oh boy. I was like, I have sheds at the shop. And she's like, Oh my gosh, can you bring them home? So I brought them and she, so now sheds are like around the house in different places. That's her, her decorations, which is cool. That's fine. Um, and then yeah. when I shot my bear, I had my bear rug done because because then her thing like so I got the European mounts and then it was her thing was like as long as as long as they don't have eyes as long as there's no eyes she's okay with it she doesn't want to see eyes well then I got the bear rug I put that in my office at home just to kind of see how long it, it would stay there well it stayed it stayed for two years now so I don't know I don't know well and it has eyes it has two of them in my opinion, if a bear passes, like that's the most, I would say that's kind of the hardest one for most people. Cause like bears, everybody relates to teddy bears are soft. They're snuggly, even though they're, they'll rip your face they're off. Vicious, yeah. But if a bear, if a bear can get by for two years in the office, I think, I think you're going to make it. Oh, and the, and the cats sleep on it, which I think is hilarious. It's like one of their favorite nap places. They just, they like, yeah. they like curl up like in tuck in right behind the the head of the bear they just like snuggle in right there and go to sleep which i'm like oh my god it's probably super warm it could, yeah i mean i, I bet it, i just For them. i was just like do you guys yeah, not have any sort of predator it. instinct in you at all <laughs> it's like our our dog we well the same coyote that got put in my car yeah we took it out of the car and went straight, put it straight in the freezer. Yeah. And the dog came out of the house and wouldn't even come in the garage. It's like, he's I smell like, that. Nope. Like, he was just great. He doesn't bark or growl at anything. He was growling and all the hair on his back was standing straight up. He's like, I smell it. And it was already in the freezer. Dude, that's couldn't a... even see it. No, oh, he knew. Yeah. Yeah. But that's now, pretty crazy. now there's two pelts hanging in the, in the house and like he doesn't even know it was like that's just the fur it was whatever the other odor of that coyote he was like something fresh yeah that. yeah huh that's pretty crazy yeah. yeah so we'll see we'll see if i have shop mounts or if i have office mounts we'll see nothing nothing wrong with shop mounts i kind of like them either way i'll be yeah it'll be good <laughs> yeah that's awesome man oh well, cool, man. Well, we we finished up our uh, our annual fall hunting podcast. Yeah, 
it kind of worked out too because like I had a good like fall Indiana. You know, I got to I closed the book on an Indiana white till yesterday. So yeah, even though I still I actually still have two tags. I got I can shoot if I shoot a doe, I can shoot another buck because I have a bunch of it's called deer reduction zone. So I can go okay, shoot yeah. a buck in the deer reduction zone. Um, and I've got two properties I can hunt that are reduction zone. So technically I can still shoot another buck. Are you going back I'm not out? I'm going to shoot one. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll probably go. So that property I told you about that I was kayaking to. Yeah. I haven't shot one there yet. So I'm going to, this week I'm going to try and kayak in and shoot a doe. Cause you have to shoot a doe in the reduction zone before you can get another buck tag for the reduction zone. So okay. I'm going to yep. try and sneak back out on the kayak, but I'm going to bow hunt the rest of the year. I'm going to, I'd like to shoot. It would be cool to shoot a doe and a buck with my bow yeah. still this year. That's kind of the, that's the goal. Well, you got a, and then you got a late season too in Indiana for the bow. Oh yeah. I can hunt until like mid January. Yeah. Yeah. You got time. Well, cool, man. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. I hope you get it. And send me a picture. Send me a picture when you do. Yeah, if, if we get there, I'll let you know. <laughs> and then, what are we? What are we doing in the spring? Are are you and I? Do, we haven't even talked about it. I, are you and I doing anything yeah. this spring? I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm doing this spring. <laughs> um, well, I still I gotta I'm, get. I gotta get you. Tur- I gotta get you turkey hunting somewhere. Well, I know I'm going to Idaho because that's like that's that's my thing. I just have to. I feel like I've been doing it. Can consistently enough that it's now just an annual trip but if i if i ever take it off then then that's when jackie will be like well you didn't go that one year you don't need to go this year so i have to i have to stay consistent and keep it an annual yeah so i I will be in idaho and it's a lot of fun i mean we'll figure out when you're going to idaho maybe i'll pop back up on that um i feel like i'm giving my my, I feel like I'm giving my wife a hard time. My wife is awesome. She lets me do all kinds oh, of I, stuff. <laughs> I love your wife. She's fantastic. Like, I, she just doesn't like she just doesn't like dead animals in the house, and that's honestly pretty understandable. Like, yeah, I, I think it's, it's I reasonable. Yeah, I don't even. I mean, I don't even really put them in my living room, you know. <laughs> but so I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I. I'd like to do, I'm obviously going to do something, but it's so up in the air for me right now. I don't know where, what I'm going to be doing work-wise uh, that time of year. So, okay. Well, we'll I look. have, I have some flexibility and if I'm able to make it work, then I'll make it work, but I'd like to do something for sure. Cool. And looking past that, I'm going to plan out next fall better. I want to come shoot. I want to. Shoot. I want to mule deer hunt next year. Okay. So I want to plan that out better than I did this year. It'll just. It's because you just ran out me, of time. It might not be October. Yeah. I ran out of time. I tried to do it. I tried to do it back to back. I tried to go two weeks elk hunting and then straight to a week long tag deer hunting or with a week gap in between. I didn't have the time for it, and it was just poor planning on my part. But I, I got the deer tag. I applied for it in January of last year. So then once September hit, it's like, I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah. You know? Yep. So this year I'm going to put more priority on a deer tag, whether it be Wyoming or Colorado or something like that. And, you know, 
Are you cool you're gonna do like a later do it a later season? I might do a later rifle season. Like even it's cold, but like a third rifle, third rifle Colorado mule deer would be pretty fun. Hmm. But I don't know yet. It's it's all up in the air. But I would like I've got some points built up. I actually have a lot of points in Colorado. I could get a pretty sick unit in Colorado. Really, in mule deer hunt. Yeah, yeah. I got four. I might have five. And once you got five, like in my opinion, when it comes to preference points, it's more Colorado is where I have the most experience. But if you have five preference points, between five and twelve, it's all the same. So you might as well use like your four or five on a good hunt. Okay. Cause you're never going to like the next step is actually so far away. Gotcha. And you can get a, you can get a bond, like a knockout of the park hunt with four or five preference points. But if you want to go to the next level, it's going to take you six more years. And at that point, like you could have done two awesome hunts or one slightly more awesome hunt. And it's like, you might as well just do two awesome, two awesome hunts. <laughs> Dude, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I don't do any preference points. I just, I, I pretty much just pick units that have a guaranteed draw and then I'll go figure it out when I get there. Oh, you don't, you don't build up points. Mm-mm. No, I've never done points. Oh, you should, you should start just pick, pick one state. If you're, if you're going to do one state, like, Start getting Nevada, like get some Nevada preference points. Yeah. So in four, five, six years, you can go do just a wicked Nevada mule deer hunt. Like, do you know that's not a bad idea? I didn't even thought of it like that. I always just thought of it as, you know, like the places that I want to hunt, or you know, like yeah. immediately. But yeah, no, that's. I'll have to I'll have to look into that because don't you? Well, I guess maybe not. You don't have to apply for a tag to get a preference point. Or do you just apply it for an cost, impossible tag? It costs tag? money. No, it costs money. So Colorado, great example. With Colorado, you have to buy a quali- – they call it a qualifying license to get a preference point in the spring. Okay. So you buy a small – and it, they lay it all out. You buy a small game license, and then um, you pay $10 per point. So – so what you do there is you buy this game license and then you buy your points so if you get an elk a deer and an antelope point it's like 120 bucks per year for those points wyoming really similar costs like they most of these states cost about 100 bucks a year to get your preference points um which is just you eat that like yeah it just that's what it costs yeah so like right now having four preference points on both elk and deer in Colorado, I'm now $800 in. So like it, it is a lot of money. And then I have points in Wyoming. Like every year I spend three or 400 bucks on or probably 300 bucks on preference points. Well, dude, I'm going to start looking, but, I gotta look into that. Because I mean, if you got like a Utah or Nevada deer tag, yeah, then we can have some fun. I mean, we have some fun anyways, but you, that's where you really get like your once in a lifetime wild hunt. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. I, I don't think, I don't think they're necessary, but it gives you the opportunity to go do some of these cool States and like see different areas. And that's, that's what I like so much about hunting different parts of the country is like, if you can go up in the mountains, like the, 
desert mountains of Nevada and shoot a big mule deer. Like that's way different than what you're doing in Wyoming. And that's, what's cool is like the different experiences. Yeah. For me, that's what I like. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. So well, I cool. think once spring rolls around, we'll get it figured out. Yeah. I'll do it with you. If you pick, if you're like, Hey, I think I want to do Nevada. I want to get four or five points in Nevada. Yeah. I'll, I'll do, I'll get them with you. I'll just start. Cause I, all I do is <laughs> deer and elk in Colorado and Wyoming. But if you're like Utah, then I'll just start piling them up. And then when we decide to cash them in, we can cash them in together and go do a cool hunt. Well, well, let's just, let's just make a decision. What do we want to do? Utah or Nevada? Well, we got to do some research. I don't know enough about them. So <laughs> all right. do some research and see, but one of those Western states, we'll just pick one and we'll go to New Mexico. New Mexico is pretty sweet. Oh, that'd be fun too. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'll do that. You sold me. Yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll start doing research. I know you will. <laughs> as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to start researching on the Nevada, yeah. New Mexico, or Utah. Yeah. For our four year, our four year trip. Heck yeah, dude. I'm in. We'll figure it out. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Dude, good to talk to you again. I mean, and dude, nice. I mean, congratulations on your season. You had a great season, and uh, damn man, always good to talk to you. Oh, it's awesome. I love these like yearly or season recaps. Even though I don't know what your season's going to, I still got a decent amount of stuff coming up. I'm looking forward to it. I don't have. I mean, I don't know what I could still do here in Washington. There may be something, but uh, I mean, the, really, the the only thing that's guaranteed is that Havelina hunt in January. Okay. So you said you're coming home for Christmas. Uh, not sure. Not sure yet. Well, if you get here around Christmas time and there's geese around, we can go on a sweet goose hunt or we'll do something. Just let me know when you're coming home. Okay. All right, man. Sounds good. All right. Well, that'll do it for cool. us, Colin and Jared. I am broadcasting right here out of the GMS headquarters in Bellingham, Washington. Colin coming to you from beautiful Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> Beautiful Fort Wayne, India. Hey, have a great day, everybody.